This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hello everyone. Namaste. Welcome to Summed Up. I'm Advocate Saili Ganu Dabke. I'm a business lawyer practicing for last 15 years and today I'm going to tell you a story. This is a story of Ramu who decided to quit his job and pursue his passion. He started a small food cart. It was just the beginning of his business and he did not know how successful this venture is going to be. So he considered various options to start his business as the single owner. The first option he considered was to work as a sole proprietary firm which has no separate identity from the proprietor. It is a commercial activity owned, controlled and managed by the proprietor that is the owner. There is no separate pan. The income of the proprietary concern is the personal income of the proprietor. Also, there is no separation between the business liabilities and the personal liabilities like loans. Assets or properties of the proprietary firm are the assets of the proprietor that is the owner. In short, he is the one who gets all the profits and he is the one who bears all the losses. So, while in a proprietary firm, the owner has absolute control over the business, he also is exposed to unlimited liability. It is very easy to form and close the proprietary firm, but at the same time, there is no separate entity and there is no continuity. There is also least amount of government regulation, but the resources available are also limited. This type of entity works well for professionals and other businesses based on personal skills of a person. Other option to work alone and still have a legal entity separate from a proprietor is forming a one person company also sometimes called as OPC. This type of corporate entity is recently introduced and is comparatively a new concept. As the name suggests, one person company is a company which has only one member as a shareholder. Such member has to be an Indian citizen and resident of India. Resident of India means a person who has stayed in India for more than 182 days in the earlier financial year. One person can be member of only one OPC. So, it is an entity separate from the member and the liability of the shareholder is limited to his or her shares he or she is not personally liable for the loss of the company and the creditors can sue the company but not the shareholder there is a minimum authorized capital requirement of 1 lakh in case of opc it also needs to be registered with the registrar of companies and there have to be memorandum and articles of association to ensure the continuity of the company the member has to appoint a nominee who steps in shoes of the member in case of his death ramu considering all these aspects started his business as a proprietary concern it needed the least initial paperwork 
and there was no initial investment or registration formalities now everyone loved the food cooked by him so the business flourished he needed more support and then ramu asked his brother to join him the brother was wise he definitely wanted to help his brother but did not want their business relations to affect their personal relations so they discussed that the business relations need to be formalized as either a partnership firm or an llp that is limited liability partnership partnership is the relation between persons who have agreed to share the profits of business carried on by all or any one of them acting for all each person entering the partnership is called as partner and collectively they are known as a firm the name under which they carry business is the firm name partnership does not arise by status that means just because people call each other partners there will not be any partnership it is based on a contract a basic agreement of a partnership is called as partnership deed registration of the partnership is not really compulsory but if it is not registered no action can be taken in court or initiated by the firm if something goes wrong in case of a partnership agreement the details typically mentioned are the name of the firm the names and addresses of each partner investment made by each partner different business activities that can be undertaken by the firm the profit sharing ratio the way in which each partner is expected to contribute rights and liabilities of each partner and how long this partnership will continue partnership has a separate pan it is a different entity from the partners for taxation purposes but it is not a separate legal entity partners have joint ownership of all the properties and assets of the firm they are also responsible for all the liabilities of the firm they are also mutual agents of each other which means each of them has the authority to act on behalf of the firm and the other partners and therefore their actions as partners bind the other partner as compared to a proprietary firm partnership has more funds and resources available each of the partner brings in a different skill set to the business there is someone to share all the risks and liabilities but the profits also need to be shared with the partners there is mutual decision making but that also means that one is not in exclusive control anymore each of the partners can expose the others to unlimited liability also there is no continuity because on death of a partner his legal heirs do not automatically become partners they only have a right to profit allotted to his share it is easy to introduce a new partner in the firm with consent of all the partners a partner may also retire with consent of all the partners partnership can be brought to an end by agreement between the all partners by order of the court 
or in some cases there can also be a compulsory dissolution there need to be minimum two partners at all times to keep the partnership going in a day to day language we usually differentiate between the partners active partners are those who participate in the functioning of the partnership business sleeping partners are those who are not involved in the day to day management of the partnership activities the structure of partnership may be suitable when the partners know each other well and work well with each other it can also work when the family members are acting as partners considering the merits and limitations of a partnership ramo and his brother considered the other option that is formation of a new entity an llp that is limited liability partnership like in case of a partnership an llp is also based on llp agreement this agreement needs to have the name and proposed business of llp names and addresses of each partner as well as the registered office of the llp names of designated partners etc it is created only after registration with the registrar of companies llp is a separate legal entity from its partners the liability of each partner is limited also there is perpetual succession it means that the partners may come and go but the llp continues like partnership llp also needs to have minimum two partners at all times in case of death of one partner out of the two the llp can continue for 6 months during which the living partner needs to introduce another one to this llp there also need to be at least two designated partners in an llp the designated partners are responsible for the activities of and regulatory compliances by the llp there is no limit on the maximum number of partners in an llp in case of llp partners act as agent of the llp but not as mutual agents it means they act on behalf of the firm but they do not bind the other partners by their actions a partner in llp does not need consent of others to retire he can retire after giving notice of resignation the llp can be wound up voluntarily by all partners or through the order of the tribunal thus an llp has the flexibility of a partnership in respect of internal structure and organization and the legal standing of a separate entity one can very easily identify an llp or also private limited company because their names have llp and private limited as suffix as the case may be ramu and his brother considered this option of partnership as well as llp and decided to explore further to consider the third option of forming a private limited company a private limited company is a separate legal entity formed as per the provisions of companies act it is created by law 
and registration with the registrar of companies is a must the charter documents or the documents of formation are the memorandum and articles of association there is a minimum capital requirement it has perpetual succession meaning the shareholders can come and go but the company continues exactly like an llp in case of death of a shareholder his shares are inherited by his legal heirs any person can become shareholder of the company by purchasing the shares and he is also free to sell his shares the company can own property separately its liabilities are also separated from the liabilities of the shareholders shareholders cannot be held responsible for the liabilities of the company directors also can be appointed to manage the day to day functioning of the company on behalf of the shareholders the procedural and compliance requirements are the most in case of a company as compared to the llp and the partnership firm structure there need to be board meetings and general meetings minutes of each meeting needs to be recorded each shareholder has voting rights company accounts need to be audited investors usually prefer company format over any other form of company because of all these regulatory compliances and the transparency that is brought because of the compliances through the business journey what ramu realized and learnt was that each form of organization has its own special features the laws that apply to each type of entity the compliances the taxation are different also there are some restrictions by laws as to what type of businesses can be carried out by what type of entities therefore when one wants to set up a new entity he needs to consider the type of business or profession or commercial activities that are going to be conducted the persons involved in the business the plans for growth liabilities and also the tax implications it is better to understand what each type means and how it suits your purpose before one chooses the type of entity for his business there are many more factors that will need to be considered so the best course is really to consult an expert before making any final decision in this episode we discussed in a summed up format the various forms of entities one can have in order to carry out commercial activities i hope you found it helpful and you liked it thank you so much for tuning into this episode if you have liked this episode or have any questions do comment your thoughts or dm us on instagram at eplog media if you are on apple podcasts or spotify do rate us as it will help others to discover this podcast and do subscribe to summed up on eplog media website or your preferred podcast streaming apps so that you get notified when we come next because in the next episode we are going to discuss about contracts and the law of contracts and why they are important in businesses till then enjoy and take care
बाय